Hey guys. Hi. This is the Two C's podcast. I'm Casey. And this is Chrissy. <laughs> we remembered. Right? I was gonna say. That's why I said it first. So I would forget. <laughs> um, if you would like to find us, we are on most um listening devices like apple Social media casey no 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 apple spotify that kind of stuff well if they're already listening to it's us. true um please share <laughs> oh my God. hey we're just trying we haven't done this it's, in a while it's been a long week too <laughs> and um yeah so find us on instagram and facebook facebook the same the two c's podcast t-w-o-s-e-a-s and if you want to listen to us somewhere else than where you're listening to us you can do that as well <laughs> <laughs> but you found us that's all that matters <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but please um i don't care if you rate or review but share share you know if you like us i guess but I guess. I guess. I would hope. If I mean, if don't do. share if you don't like us. I guess that would be the how one about, way to not to do whatever. Just, just, <laughs> just rate, review, subscribe, please. As long as you love and us. If you would like to share our <laughs> podcast with others, you can do that as well. There we go. <laughs> this is why I should write things down. <laughs> Okay. But sometimes it still doesn't go the the right way. So this week we have new listeners from. Okay, I'm gonna botch this speed in. Uh, Sodermanland County, Catalonia, Spain, Salisbury, North Carolina, Lawrence, and Union, New Jersey. Nice. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Um, thank you everyone for listening who is listening. Uh, we appreciate it and we love doing this. Um, so this week I'm going first. I'm Casey. Um, I, we're visiting Hong Kong this week. We're visiting. <laughs> and Hong Kong, guys, you got some scary shit going on over there. Scary shit going on everywhere, but this one is a doozy. And I'm not going to share all of everything that I found out. Because it's gross. So I'm doing this week the Hello Kitty murder. That should be happy. It's not. It's not happy at all. Um, so I just wanted some fun facts. Um, I'm going to save those for later. But one of the fun facts that I read is the population of Hong Kong is over 7 million. So right about now it's about 7.5 million. And I don't know how many people are in like one state. Like if just Oregon. Last week we had talked about like how many people were in our city. Oh, got it. So, um. I don't ever look that up. I don't either. So, I just feel like most Americans have no idea what's going on in other countries, so. Well, we don't, because, uh, let's be honest. And let's be honest, we don't really. We're oblivious to everything but what's going on in our country. And then half the people are oblivious about what's going on in our country, too. It's true. Um, and, like I said, I don't know how many people are in our state, um, I just know that seven and a half million is a lot. That is a lot. Um, so my story takes place, my story, um, what happened takes place in 1999. Um, a 23-year-old hostess, what, um, by the name of Fan Man Yi, was kidnapped by three men and one woman. Uh... The men were 34-year-old Chan Mon Loke. 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 He was a socialite. I don't know exactly what that means. That means that he was, like, um, like he had a lot of money. He was out in the social scene. Okay, because I don't, I don't think means. he was a Paris Hilton. No, like, but that's what a socialite I don't, is. Yeah, I don't think he was known for, like, 
his family's name. I could be wrong, but because I only read a couple of articles, but one of them said that he was a socialite. Oh, and my sources this week are Wikipedia, and then I have another one or two articles that I'll get to when we get there. Um, so he was the oldest of the three men. There was a 27-year-old Leong Xing Cho and 21-year-old uh, Leong Wailun. And then there was a 14-year-old, um, I say girlfriend in quotation marks, or what's the air quotes, quotation marks. Well, I mean, I guess that would be air quotes. Um, of Chan Man Loke. Which is, how, how which is the 34-year-old. So the older one. So. Ew. Yeah. So he was not. 20 years older than her? He was not her boyfriend. She was not his girlfriend. Um. They say that in the Wikipedia article, which I think is, to me, inappropriate because a 14-year-old and a 34-year-old should not be boyfriend and girlfriend. That's just my opinion. And I'm sorry if that really upsets people. <laughs> because in this country, it's statutory rape in most cases. Um, in every case. No, well, I mean, there's some there's some states that have the 15-year rule, but she was 14. So in... In every state. <laughs> so. Allegedly, and why I say air quotes is, is she was probably a sex worker, which I think is wrong. They use the word prostitute. I don't use the word prostitute. Um, I also wouldn't call her a sex worker because she was 14. And to me, that's her being raped. Um. I don't know. Exactly. I, I mean... Exactly. So, she was supposedly working for him. And I just think he is dirty and like gross. he was her pimp? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm. I didn't know if that's what you meant or if you meant that, like, he had bought her and she was, like... I mean, I don't... His personal sex slave or whatever. I don't know which is worse. I don't... I don't... Yeah. So, after allegedly stealing a wallet from one of them. So, this fan... This young woman allegedly stole one of these people's wallets. So, this is where it gets really gross, guys. FYI, um, trigger warning. You shouldn't be listening to any true crime if you've got trigger warnings, like, like, easily. But this one deals with a lot of stuff. So, they took, so the three men and this woman, who, this young lady probably seen way more than I have in her 14 years. Um, they took Fan May Man Yi to an apartment at number 31 Granville Road in Shim Sha Sui, where they imprisoned her. Fan was beaten, burned, raped, and tortured, and this is where I'm not going to tell you what some of the things is that they did to her. I Uh, they also forced her to let them know that she enjoyed it while all of this was happening. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah. And I thought, okay, they tortured her for like a day or two, you know, cause I mean, it's still bad, but this went on for a month. So after being, um, after a month of being imprisoned and tortured, Fan was killed or she had died from her injuries, and she was dismembered. That's wonderful. Her captors placed her skull inside a Hello Kitty mermaid no. doll, and the rest of her remains were discarded. And that is why it's called the Hello Kitty murder. 
People are disgusting. What do they do with the head? I don't know. I I so while I was writing this out 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I mean, I had picked my article like 4 months ago. But um I that's what I was thinking. Like was it just a skull? Was it more than a skull? I don't know. I don't want to know. I want to know what, like... I don't know. I don't know. I don't. So, only her skull, one tooth, and some internal organs were recovered. Okay. So, fan's remains were only found because Chan's girlfriend, which I say in air quotes again, led police to the scene. So after a six-week trial and four days, all three men were charged with manslaughter. As the jury... With manslaughter? With manslaughter. Because the jury ruled the remains were not sufficient to show whether Fan was murdered or died in another way, such as a drug overdose. First of all, her head was missing from the rest of her body. I think that itself speaks for itself. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The jury couldn't rule that the men intended to kill Fan, which would have meant a mandatory life sentence. Well, I mean, technically, if she died from um, her injuries instead of them actually killing her, then they wouldn't have intended to kill her because they probably wanted to torture her longer. Who tortures someone for a month? That's what I'd like to know. Well, who tortures anyone? Right. But for supposedly <laughs> taking your wallet or trying to take your There's wallet. There's more to the story that I found out. That's why I have another article. Because <laughs> I, w- I was thinking the same thing, too. Because, okay, so I thought the story was she stole from, like, they thought she stole from him. They kidnapped her. They tortured her. Like, they did horrible things to her. Do we know how old this girl is? And then, 23. And then she died. That's what I thought. Like, tortured her for one or two days but i was like there has to be more to the story if she was tortured for a month okay so the underage girlfriend testified in the trial in exchange for immunity which i mean you're 14 they should be giving you something because you have like i said you have seen way more than i have in 14 years well she also shouldn't have been part of it well I'm just saying. I don't think there was a lot of say in what she was doing or what she could be doing in her life. I think it was you did what the person who paid for you did. But I also, if you're a part of it. I I get it. You shouldn't get immunity. Especially if the only way you're going to say anything is if you get immunity. I can't remember how it... Well, you said that um, in order for her to testify, they offered her immunity. Well, no, they just said she testified in trial in exchange for immunity. Right. So she probably wouldn't have testified if they didn't offer her immunity. Well, I mean, the guy's kind of scary anyways, so... Uh, hold on. So, the Justice Peter Nguyen who sentenced the trio to life in prison, stated, Never in Hong Kong in recent years has a court heard of such cruelty, violence, and viciousness. And then um, there won't be a review for parole until 2020. So I tried to look up and see if they were paroled, and there wasn't anything that I could find right away. All um, court stuff all over the world got pushed back because of covid okay so So they probably haven't had it yet yeah um so the apartment building um where the crime had taken place was demolished in 2012 and is now the site of a hotel built in 2016 um there were two movies that have been made about the story and they are horribly named so i'm thinking that they were named like in the Chinese language, and our translation is horrible. Probably. So, The Human Pork Chop. Oh my god. That one really made me sick. 
This one is pretty close. There is a secret in my soup. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So both were released in 2001. So I'm pretty sure it's just a translation. Like, I'm hoping. Well, some stuff doesn't translate over well either, remember? Yes, I do. We have friends who are from Thailand, and they will, like, <laughs> speak Thai on it through their social media to their family and friends that are in Thailand and like you'll click um translate or whatever and what is said is not what they're saying and you know that for sure right like and it, like it just doesn't make sense so it's got to be a translation I'm sure error. it is and it's horrible like could I we sure not could we not ask some people for what the translation was so, Bones also had a season four episode titled The Girl in the Mask, which was based on this case. So, according to the story of Hong Kong's notorious Hello Kitty murder by Katie Serena, um, Chan and Fan had actually known each other um, a month or so before this had all gone down. And... Um, so she was a sex worker and a drug addict, and he was a pimp and a drug dealer. So when they met, um, I like to say he took advantage because, to me, if someone is on drugs, they have issues. And if someone's like, hey, let me give you all the drugs, but you got to do this, like, they're doing... Well, it sounds like she was a prostitute before they... Yeah. So she was supposedly, I don't know, I, I don't know about this, like, I don't know if this is exactly the story. Oh, well, so yeah. supposedly, um, but so they met at a club that she had worked at and then she came, she became part of their group. I wrote down entourage, but I don't, I don't think that she had a lot of. Like, everyone has choices, but when drugs are involved, those choices are to get drugs. So, like, I don't know. So... I mean, you still choose to do the drugs. So. I know, but... I understand. So, but... in this case, the story says she chose to steal from the wrong person. And that is what happened. So, then they ended up taking her... And, um, taking, yeah. torturing her and all that stuff for the month. I just think it's crazy that you could disappear for a month and no one, like, it, it didn't seem like anyone was looking for her. Yeah, I don't know. So, like I said, I kind of figured that there was more to the story, but I don't know if that's actually the full well, story. And what I've noticed, like, from looking up stuff from other countries, how they report their crimes is way different than how we do. So, like, you only get half of the information. Like, here, you have, like, hundreds and hundreds of different... And all of it is fake news until, like, well, three weeks yes. after something and then they're like oh i mean the real story is i mean i right. remember i remember sandy hook like like and learning announcing that, that, that it was it this was person two. no it, it was it, two people. yes and, and then, then he was outside yes when he never left the school in the first place yes and then it wasn't even the person that they said it was yes so <laughs> uh, by the time i left for work for sandy hook by the time I got home is when the actual factual information was coming out. Which was like 10 hours later. Yes. Yeah. So, um, just because there's a lot of stuff for our news. No, no, no. I know. I know. Doesn't mean that, I mean, but also. But I just think it's crazy, like, yeah, how different it, it is. It is crazy. And it, actually, it just might be we don't, we can't, don't, or how do I say it? We don't have access, I guess, to, like, all of their, um... Yeah. ...information or whatever. Like, we do ours, because obviously we live here. So, like, if they're looking stuff up in their country, they might have more. Well, and we've also learned about the algorithms and stuff. Right, of right. what people see 
versus what other people see. So, yeah. Um, am I doing my twenty my facts now? Yeah. Why would? Okay. You? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. For a second, this is how long it's been. For a second, I was like, do we do it both at the end? Okay. So, oh my God. <laughs> I had two articles today. So, inter 20 interesting facts about Hong Kong from ACEI Global, which I could have just said the one article because they also had it in there, but this is what I looked up first. So, one fun fact from Hong Kong it has more Rolls Royces per person than any other city in the world. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? That's just crazy. <laughs> like, out of all the vehicles that you could choose, that would be the one that, ev like, all of them want. This is or not all, I should is, say, most. I apologize up front, but this is going to sound horrible. <laughs> But I just didn't realize that they really drove cars on <laughs> public transportation. Yeah, like, because, I was like, saying, a lot of people, like, in Japan or whatever, take trains and stuff. I just didn't realize. I know, that makes me sound really. Well, I, we're ignorant. That's yes, why we're looking yes. these things up. Um, I would say most of the, most of them well, most I don't know of the anything ones about Hong Kong. So. Yeah, most of the people that live in the cities and stuff, I would assume, like New York, because a lot of New Yorkers don't have cars. No, they walk or ride bikes. Yeah, or they also take um, public transportation yeah, like the or subway and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm for here. It's not you couldn't. You can't do that. No. No, not where we are at. If we well, lived in the city, you can't. Like, yeah. downtown Portland, you could, because everything's, like, pretty well-packed or whatever, as long as you're going within where you're at. Yeah. Like, if you're going outside of your, where you immediately live or whatever, like, downtown Portland's pretty big. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to the other side of the river or whatever, you're not going to, well, I mean, you might ride your bike, I don't know, but, like, most people are going to drive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Or take Uber. <laughs> we like Uber. We like Lyft. We like anything that picks us up and takes us so we don't have to drive in different cities. That's true. <laughs> so 56 fun facts um, about Hong Kong by Billy. And I believe this guy is, it says BRB gone somewhere epic. I think he's a blogger. So. Probably. Thank you, Billy. Um. He also said the um, the thing about the Rolls Royces. Um, but he also says that most apartment buildings don't have a fourth floor. And that is because the word four in Chinese sounds like death. Okay, and I'm what? pretty okay with that. I, I, well, it's like we don't have 13. Yeah. There's no row 13 on planes. There's no floor 13 in any hotels because it's considered a unlucky number. I like 13. But lucky number 8 in Hong Kong represents wealth. Um, and then my last fun fact is Hong Kong has the world's longest outdoor escalator. It's made up of 20 escalators and 3 moving travelators. And it runs for a half a mile. I did know that. I had heard that. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. All right. So I did mine on the mystery. Uh, oh, sorry. My country is uh, Belgium. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Hold on. No, I thought it was Norway. It is. Belgium <laughs> is next week. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. My... <laughs> country is norway i don't know what i'm talking about it's well, been a really long week and i did not sleep very well at all it's Norway. yeah i know now that you say that i'm like that was stupid well i was just investigating stuff for belgium so that's why i got confused okay anyways uh so i did mine on the mystery of the isdal woman so on the morning of november 29th of 1970 
A man had taken his two daughters out for a hike in the foothills of the north face of Orican in an area known as Isdalen, which is uh, translated to Ice Valley in English. Um, the foothills are also nicknamed Death Valley by the locals due to how many people have committed suicide there. Oh, dear. And then also in the 1960s, some hikers had fallen to their deaths while trekking in the fog. So that also was part of why it was nicknamed Death, Death Valley. Because apparently a lot of people die there. I just wouldn't go there. <laughs> Personally, it's kind but... of like the skeleton lake at the right? Last, right? last week. No thanks. Right. So, um, the man's 12-year-old daughter, which is the older daughter, um, it didn't say how old the younger one was, and it didn't give their names or anything, so I'm pretty sure that they didn't want yeah. their stuff out their there. Their information out yeah. there. Plus, it was from 1970, so they might not have released that stuff back then either, so... Uh, so, the man's 12-year-old daughter uh, smelled like a really gross smell. Um, so, she was walking the trail and, like, went up ahead of her dad and her other sister, following the smell. The following sm the yeah, smell? like... You know what dad would trying, say. Trying to find the smell. Dad would say, oh my gosh, that's Bigfoot. Right? <laughs> um... I don't think so after you hear what she found. Well, I just think if there is a nasty smell, I don't I don't want to go no. and find it. But I mean if you're a twelve year old, you don't know. Yeah, it's you true. Know. Maybe she thought it was like a a dead animal or something. Because, I mean they're out in the middle of nowhere, so That's true. They're hiking, whatever. Um, so the twelve year old followed the smell till she came across the body of a woman. That had been very badly burnt. Oh, Yeah. The woman's body was sprawled across some rocks with her arms extended in a boxer position. Like she's going to box someone. Um, but I guess that's very typical of bodies that have been, like... That are burned. Yes, but burnt while you're still alive. I thought you curled up into a ball. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, I but, don't I want mean, to that know. that would be... Well, I guess that would be a yeah. boxer's position. Yeah. Except for, like, on the, like if you're curled up in a fetal position or whatever, you're, you wouldn't be curled up on the ground. But, like, if you're, your arms up would be, like, boxer pose, yeah. I guess. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, the man then grabbed his daughters when he, because she came back and grabbed him and was like, hey, dad, I found something. I'm not sure what it is. So he followed her. He saw what it was. It was like, um, we need to go now because he wasn't sure if the person was still in the area. Um, Which was a wise choice. Right. Because he didn't know like how long ago it had happened or whatever. So um, they left and returned to town and then they immediately notified the police. And so, back in the 70s, no cell phones, guys. No. So the Berrigan police responded quickly and launched a large investigation. Um, the case file name is 134-70, in case anybody wants to look it up. Uh, the police first examined the immediate area where the body was located. Um, they took note... Of the woman's prone position, which was her, um, in the, the boxer stance or whatever. Yeah. Her hands that were clenched up to her torso. Uh, there was also a nearby campfire that had recently been used, but was not burning. So they're not sure how, how long ago it was, um, but it had been recently used. Uh, the front of her body and her clothes had also been severely burned, um, so she was unrecognizable. They didn't know Aww. who it was. or th There was no way to identify her from just looking at her. Got it. Uh, located near the body was an empty bottle of St. Halvard liquor, which I have never heard of before. And I looked it up, but we don't have it here. I don't think anyways. I've never seen it before. Uh, two plastic water bottles, a plastic passport container, 
rubber boots, a woolen jumper, a scarf, nylon stockings, and a broken umbrella, a purse, a matchbox, a watch, two earrings, and a ring. It appeared it appeared as if um, someone had tried to destroy them by burning them. Uh, and then also around the body were traces of burned paper, and then underneath the burned paper was a fur hat, which was later found to have traces of gas on it. So they had some kind of accelerant. Yes. Um, and then on her body and any of the clothes or anything that was around her, all identifying marks and labels were removed from the clothing wow. and all of the articles. So, three days later, investigators were notified that there were two suitcases that had been left at the Bergen Railway Station. Um, that the railway station was pretty sure that they were this woman's suitcases. Got it. Um, so the police went to the rail station to go pick up the suitcases. Um, and when they opened them, they noticed that there were five 100 um, Dutch mark notes, which back then was an equivalent to $137 U.S. dollars. Okay. Um, also inside the cases, they found clothing, shoes, wigs, makeup, a tube of eczema cream, German and Norwegian uh, money, which is also the $100 Dutch mark notes. Um, and then they also found some Belgian, Scottish, and Swiss, 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 Swiss coins, <laughs> maps. Timetables, a pair of glasses, which were non-prescription. Um, so probably like reading glasses or something or... No, probably for um, a uh, disguise. Oh, you think? Well, the wigs gave it away. <laughs> um, sunglasses as well. And the sunglasses had fingerprints on them, so they took the fingerprints, but they matched the Hers. Ones. Yes, they matched hers. Um... They also found toiletries and a notepad that had, um, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, like if you have to decode it or whatever, um, a, I know what you're saying. And there, there's people out there yelling right now. I know there are. Um, anyways, like shorthand, like stuff, but like codes. That needed to be um, broke or whatever. Like, they didn't know looking at it what it meant. So, it was coded. Yes, but there's Got a it. word for it that I'm looking for, and it's not It's coded. not the word that I said. Okay. No. And it's not the word I said either. Because okay. I said coded, but it's not coded. They said something else, but I can't remember because I didn't write it down. Because, I mean, why? Um, so, anyways. That's how we do it, guys. <laughs> right? <laughs> So, just like at the crime scene, all of um, the items that they found in the suitcases had everything removed from it that could um, identify who the woman was. Okay? Got it. So, when the autopsy was performed, um, it was por performed at the Gaddis Institute. Uh, the medical examiner concluded that the woman had died from a combination of phenobarbital and poisoning of carbon monoxide, carbon monoxide. So she had drugs in her system, which is the phenobarbital. I hope we said that right, Copper. I, well, I did because I looked it up. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> well, I should say that when I did the um, Phonet the so, translate. Yes, that is how it was sounded <laughs> out. So if it is not correct, it's not my fault. Uh, but it, it is Google Translate. But it would be because you didn't ask the our friend that knows what yes. it's pronounced as. <laughs> True. Um. So soot was also found in her lungs, indicating that she was alive when she was set Oh, on that's fire. horrible. I know. Um. And her neck was bruised, possibly from a fall or by a blow, which I thought was weird. But I guess like if it's just in one designated spot, I don't know. Um, so they ran blood tests and her stomach contact contents showed that she had consumed between 50 and 70 phenomal. 
I don't know if I said that one correct. <laughs> sleeping pills, though. Okay. Some brand of sleeping pills. Uh, while another 12 pills were found next to her body. So she had between 50 and 70 in her stomach. And then Jesus. another 12 were sitting next to her. Um, her teeth and her jaw were removed during her autopsy uh, due to her unique gold filling dental work. And tissue sem- samples of her organs were also taken. So the police launched an appeal for any information in the Norwegian media regarding the case. The last time she was seen alive was on November 23, 1970, when she checked out of room 407 of the Hotel Hordeheimen. Hordeheimen. It reminds me of the movie with, um, well, anyways, I'll just go on. (laughs) We'll talk about it later. So, uh, hotel staff told the police that she was, um, she was good looking and roughly 1.63 meters. Um, for all of us Americans that don't know what that is. I was like, that helps me at all. That does not help me at all. I looked all. it up so I knew. Oh, good. It's five foot four. <laughs> oh. Uh, with dark brown hair and small brown eyes. <laughs> for some reason, I thought you were going to say small, <laughs> small round breasts. And I was like, why do people have to do that? And that's me. That was me. No one else did that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, my <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long week. So, uh, staff had also noted that the woman kept mainly to um, her room and seemed to be very on guard. So, she... So, she was... Had resting bitch face. Like, don't... Don't mess with me. Like, I, I'm or not like, here to make friends. Aware of her surroundings. Oh, or, or that, too. <laughs> I'm going to go with that if she had a bunch of disguises. I just figure she's a spy. Well, hold on. Would you let me tell the story? Sorry, um, everybody. When she checked out, she paid her bill in cash and requested a taxi. Her movements between then and the discovery of her body remain unknown. Or I should say remain not so much unknown, but like definitive, we'll say. Because people have come forward and said stuff, but, like, it hasn't been confirmed or looked into. Oh. I mean. It is the 1970s. <laughs> oh, Lord. The 70s in America wasn't very good, guys. This wasn't America. No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> if the 70s weren't good in America, I can just imagine how the 70s were in other countries. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> The police were able to, finally were able to decode the entries that were in the notepad um, that was found with her suitcases and determined that they were just dates and places that the woman had visited. Why, though? (laughs) Just kidding. As a result, based on handwriting check-in forms, or handwriting, based on handwritten check-in forms, Police determined that the Isdal woman had traveled around different parts of Norway, as well as Paris, France, with at least eight fake passports and aliases. While details such as birthdays and occupations changed from one form to another, she always put down Belgium as her, um, yeah, Belgium as her nationality. And all the forms were filled out in either German or French. The police learned that the woman had also stayed at several hotels around Bergen. Hotel staff at the different hotels said that she would sometimes ask to change rooms after checking in. She often told the staff that she was a traveling saleswoman or an antique stiller, one or the other. Uh, one witness said that she overheard the woman talking to a man in German in one of the Bergen hotels. Others who met her mentioned she also spoke French and broken English and very, and smelt very strongly of garlic. <laughs> I don't know why that needed to be. In Gosh, the story. that sounds like Grandma Hansen. But that was in every <laughs> single article I looked up that she smelled very much like garlic and i was like do i really need to put that in my thing you needed to put it like it reminds me of Graham hansen so i'm gonna put it in there uh (laughs) people who saw or met her also commented that she often was wearing a wig 
composite sketches based on witness descriptions and analysis of her body were then circulated in many countries via Interpol. Despite the significant police resources deployed, the unknown woman was never identified, and the case was quickly closed. The authorities decided to um, put down that she committed suicide by ingestion of sleeping pills. And she just caught on fire? <laughs> like... um, well, some police believe that when the sleeping pills didn't work, she decided to set herself on fire. And then I thought to myself, why wouldn't she just take the other 12 pills that were sitting next to her? <laughs> I mean, once you take 50, you might as well just go for fire. Right. Like, that's, I don't, I don't. Here's my other question. I mean, I know people have Where also. Where did the gas come from? Right. Well, where is the gas can? That's what I'm talking about. Because it didn't just go poof. And then she was like, oh, I've just got the gas on myself. I mean. But there was nothing there. I would say the two water bottles had the crushed up. um, No one takes 50 pills. Like you, if someone force fed you pills, there's no way you could take 50 pills. And like, I don't feel like you could take 50 I don't feel like someone could make you take 50 pills. I feel like you, I think if they were crushed up they were doing to you. in the water and they made her drink the water, then Maybe. yeah. But you said there was two water bottles. That's what I'm going with. And, and that could be. I don't know. Or somebody just set the pills next to her so it looked like she took them herself. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems very strange. That's all I'm saying. Well, the whole thing is strange. Yes. The whole thing is strange. <laughs> okay. So, on February... Th- so, uh, half the people believe that she committed suicide. Because that... That makes... That yeah. is a horrible <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> but, I mean, whatever. And then the other half of people <laughs> believe that she was murdered. Well, I and would I mean, say... I mean, my personal opinion... And this is just my personal opinion. <laughs> I'm going to go with murder. I'm going to go with murder as well. Because, now, if if the gas can or, you know, something was there that had the gas in it, then I would maybe believe that she caught herself on fire. But here's my other question. They didn't find anything to light her on fire with either. So, once again, I'm going with murder. Uh, well, I think I think that's probably you're hitting the nail on the. Okay, so on February fifth, nineteen seventy one, nineteen seventy one, the woman was given a Catholic burial based on her use. So when she checked into hotels, she used saints' names, which also reminded me of Gosh, the saint, right? Um, who was kind of a spy, who was played by. Val Kilmer. Yes, I love him so much. We love you. Listening to this, I love you so much. (laughs) Anyway, but not in like a weird, creepy way. Just like I love you. Yeah, we wouldn't stalk you. Oh, why would you even bring that? No, I'm just saying because weird love stalking. No, no, we we don't want to meet anyone famous. I wouldn't even talk to you. Yeah, no, we don't want to meet anyone famous. It would freak me out. Yes, but anyways, so um. So when she signed check-in forms, she used saints' names. So Got that's it. why they gave her a Catholic bur- burial. <laughs> burial. <laughs> Apparently I'm from the South today. Burial. <laughs> burial. <laughs> um, thinking that maybe she was Catholic. Um, Gosh, I hope she wasn't burial. Like, like Jewish or something. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. <laughs> right. So um, anyway, so in an unmarked grave within the Molendal graveyard located in bergen why would they do an unmarked grave i mean yes they don't know what her name is but why can't they be like lady found in the well if they call her the isdal woman why wouldn't you just put isdal woman on her grave site yeah i don't i don't understand that but anyways go ahead i'm sorry no you're fine uh now i just need to find oh there okay so her um her service was attended by 16 members of the Bergen Police Force. She was buried, I almost said buried, and <laughs> buried. <laughs> buried in a zinc coffin to both preserve her remains and in case her body needs to be exhumed at a later time. 
Uh, her ceremony was also photographed in case relatives came forward at a later date. So then they would, um, since they couldn't be at her funeral, they had pictures of her funeral. So it would, I guess it would be like that they were there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. It's a different country. Things I just don't know. I just I don't, don't know. know how to respond to it. But I, I think it's great. Yeah. But I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. I, don't I, I just think it's great. I think it's great that someone thought about that. Right. There yes. we go. And I think it's great that um, police pe- police officers went to her funeral. Yes. Like she wasn't just buried. Like yeah. They I think it was amazing for her. I think that's cool. Okay. So some theories. <laughs> Many questions. <laughs> Gosh, still... I've got one. <laughs> right. Many questions still remain unanswered about the Isdal woman's case. Especially the reason for the woman's many identities, unexplained travel plans, and unexplained travel plans. Multiple investigations point to the possibility that she was a spy. Norway had also experienced other strange disappearances in the 1960s, close to military installations, which also trace back to international espionage. The declassified records from then of the Norwegian Armed Forces also reveal that many of the women's movements seem to correspond with top-secret trials of the Penguin Missile, which is some kind of top-secret missile thing that was going on. Which is a different podcast. (laughs) Uh, It's not our podcast. (laughs) That's just whatever. So, a fisherman is also reported to have recognized the unknown woman while observing military movements in Staven, no, yeah, Staven, Stavanger. The nine identities used in hotels, or I should say, out of the nine identities that were used in um, hotels, they couldn't find any passports with those. Um, with the names. Yes. But no passports were found on her either. Just the case for the passport was found next to her body. Okay. Okay. So they didn't find, because obviously nobody wants any, whoever did it, supposedly, if she was more. I mean, she could have committed suicide. Right. She might, I don't know. Um, I doubt it, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, from what it looks like, somebody didn't want anybody to know who she was. That's what I'm going with. (laughs) So I don't know, like, if they burned her passports or if they took them or if she burned them herself because she committed suicide. I don't know. She probably ate them. <laughs> no, it wasn't found in her stomach contents, remember? Well, I mean, she could have digested it. Maybe. Um, so some people believe because her passports, passports weren't found, that could imply that she was involved of a, with a professional organization. Okay. Like the CIA. Okay. Or she was involved in a gang. What, what the fuck? A gang? They don't have like 800 passports <laughs> one person using. I've never heard of that. I don't even know where that theory came from. That's someone thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay. So later development. So, the taxi driver who took her from the airport to, um, uh, yes, that took her from the last hotel to wherever she was going after she left that hotel until she was found in the woods. Yes. They never found that taxi driver. Hmm. Um, in 1991, however, a taxi driver wishing to remain anonymous said that after picking up the woman at the hotel, they also picked up a man before they went to the rail station. So he's he or she, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, says that he took her to the rail station, and then what happened to her from the rail station, he doesn't know. But there was another man that, was, with, that they with picked them. up on the way to Got it. the rail station. So he's saying she left the hotel and was going to the rail station to leave, which is why her bags were there. Okay. Okay. Got it. At first I was like, that doesn't really make any sense. But it did after I thought about it for a minute. Okay. So in 2005, a Bergen resident 
resident who was 26 in 1970 told a local newspaper that after seeing the forensic facial reconstruction sketch that was circulated of what the woman was believed to look like, he had suspected that he had seen her five days before her body was found. When he was hiking on the hillside of Loyan, I believe that's how you pronounce it, Loyan, um, surprisingly, she was dressed lightly for the city rather than for a hike and was walking ahead of two men wearing coats who looked southern. She appeared resigned and he thought she was going to say something to him but didn't and continued walking instead of like asking for help or whatever. He went to someone he knew at the police to report it after they had found her body but was told that he should just forget what he saw. Therefore, neither his name nor his alleged sighting was ever recorded in her police file. Interesting. Yeah. In 2016, the case was reopened and NRK commissioned the American artist Stephen Meisel to create six alternative sketches of the woman, which were shown to people who had seen her previously. I don't know if anything happened with that, because that is all the information that was about that. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't know what the NRK is either. Um, Norway. Some, I don't know. There, I looked it up and I couldn't find anything. Um, in 2017, stable isotope analysis of the woman's teeth taken from her unburied jawbone indicated that the woman had been born in 1930 plus or minus four years, in or near Nuremberg, Germany. Okay. Is that how you pronounce Nuremberg. it? Nuremberg. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how we Americans pronounce okay. it. <laughs> but had moved to France or um, the France-Germany border as a child. Uh, this reinforced early analysis of her handwriting, which suggested that she had been educated in France or a neighboring country. Analysis also indicated she had been to a dentist in either East Asia, Central Europe, Southern Europe, or South America, which really narrows it down. No, well, I mean, I guess. In one of those Asian countries. <laughs> <laughs> in 2018, NRK and the BBC published a podcast series titled Death in Ice Valley which included interviews with eyewitnesses and forensic scientists, also suggesting that the Isdal woman's birthplace may have been southern Germany or the French-German border region. Like Yeah, like you had said. Yes. And that she was likely born around the 1930s, which is what I already said. She was also most likely raised in French-speaking Belgium. Uh, June of 2019, the BBC revealed that listeners of the podcast had called in with more clues. Colleen Fitzpatrick, a gen geneticist with the DNA Doe Project, contacted Death in Ice Valley team. Contacted the Death in Ice Valley team to offer her help in identifying the woman through genetic. Genealogy. genealogy. Yeah, get it, girl. Isotope testing of isotope t tissues. Wow, that was a lot. That was a lot, but I like it because that was my next question. Um, they have not said if anything came back from that or not, but that was 2019, and I'm sure it probably is going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, after a publication on the case in Lee... Republican Lorraine, an inhabitant, inhabitant, inhabitant of Forbach, France, claims to have had a relationship with the woman in the summer of 1970. The woman, bilingual, she was bilingual, supposedly had a Balkan accent. She pretended to be about 26 years old. I'm not sure why he would say that she pretended to be 26. Was she, like, 45? I don't know, because that's all, <laughs> that's all I could find on it. I mean, Anyways. if she was 26 years looking, like, why, I, whatever. I don't know. Um, 
So, pretended to be 26 year old, years old, but often dressed herself up to look younger and refused to share any personal details of her life with him. The man then said that she would often receive scheduled phone calls from overseas, but wouldn't tell him who was calling. Because it's none of your business. Because she's a fucking spy. Because it's none of your business. That too. <laughs> um, one day, he he was rifling through her belongings. Oh. Because that always Because he's well. a stalker. Right. Or he's a fucking spy and he got her killed. Right. Because Asshole. Because he found out she was a spy. That's my theory. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and found various wigs and colorful clothes. He also took a photograph the woman had in her things of herself riding a horse. Why he needed to steal her picture, I don't because know. Because he's a creeper. Right? Hmm. Um, suspecting that she was a spy, he thought about contacting the authorities, but was afraid to do so. He later had his story and the photograph printed in the lay Republican Lorraine newspaper. He never went to the authorities, but decided to post that picture in his story. Okay, I'm going to say allegedly newspaper. my theory was he the last person that saw her alive. Um, I think mm. that he was a spy, found out she was a spy, and had her killed. Well, I don't know about that That's situation. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay. No, really, I don't mm. have any idea. Okay, fun facts. Uh, there are 400,000 likes in Norway. Which I thought was pretty cool. That's cool lakes. Law. Lakes. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought lakes. you said legs. Lakes. Okay. Uh, the sun never sets during the summer and never rises during the winter. It's not okay. No. It's not okay. It's not. It's not okay. Every Christmas, Norway gives the United Kingdom a Christmas tree. As thanks for helping them out during World War II, Norway gives the UK a huge, and I'm talking fucking huge Norwegian pine as their Christmas tree. I looked up a picture. It's ginormous. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it goes up in, I'm sorry for this word, Trafalgar, Trafalgar Square, London. Each Christmas, and there's a big ceremony that takes place when they light it up or whatever. Nice. <laughs> so Valbard was the place where the last German troops surrendered after World War II. Uh, Norway has won the most medals at the Olympic, the Winter Olympics, and it is illegal to advertise to children in Norway. So my sources this week was Wikipedia, two articles from the BBC News, and then 34 fun Norway facts that will blow your mind. Blow your mind. But I obviously didn't do all 34. Okay, really quick. Yeah. What's made you smile this week? Uh, nothing. Seriously? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Well, we had brunch with friends today. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so if you are in and around Oregon, um, the Oregon City area, you should try out the Hive Social. Um, they're, what is it called? The Apple things? Oh, gosh. The Abelschliver something or others? I don't know. We'll all have it next week. They're... Amazing. Yeah, we all decided that we were gonna have double the order for each, each. of us. Nice so we're gonna we're gonna. I order think there eight. was five. There was. I don't know, but they were amazing. I think there was five little. They're like apple um, pancake thingies. I'm not lying when I say I was about <laughs> ready to fight the other two for the last one, but I was a responsible adult. <laughs> and allowed them to have it. Tastes really, really good. They were really good. Um, so I also started watching Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Um, Aunt Cindy has recommended I can't get it to work on my stupid um, TV at home. Up. We got less than a minute! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for anyone listening on phones. Um, but anyways, yes. Check it out. Because it's good. So far. And I'm done. That's all that made me smile this week. I don't, I'm not sure, I don't know. I'm really tired today, so I can't think. I have, like, dumb, dumb brain. All right, so we will talk to you guys next week? No, we won't. We'll talk to them. We will talk to them next week. <laughs> Whatever. I will not see them next week. We will talk to them we next week. We also won't talk to them. Yes, we, we are. We're talking record. at them. We will record and you will listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> you will listen to us next week. All right. Night.
Bye.